0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the show the podcast today we've got a bunch of shite to talk about so i'm not gonna waste a lick of time uh we're gonna get right into it we're gonna just get a quick couple announcements uh don't know my stream schedule for this upcoming week but don't worry there will be streams so just uh stay tuned to twitter for more information on that i promise you i'm not going anywhere i'll be there this week Secondarily, time to start plugging it, November 20th, it's a Sunday, birthday stream, twitch.tv slash kdjtv, we are going to be streaming the ever-loving shit out of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We're going to have an absolute blast with that game, so I can't wait to spend uh, the day after my birthday with all of you. Uh, And lastly, last week we predicted Finest Cards, this week we're going to grade Finest Cards. I told you guys I'd save this sheet of paper. I have saved this sheet of paper. But for reasons that we'll get into in the video, I'm not going to review these finest selections yet. My finest selections. I'm not going to go over how well I did. Because I still think we're getting more finest cards at some point in the future. Okay? So let's just start. Let's hop right in. Let's look at the calendar first and foremost. Okay? On Tuesday, we're getting a Takashi collection. Everyone was like, oh my god, where's finest Shohei Otani? We're getting this Takashi collection, and, oh no, who on earth could it be? I said last episode it blew my balls off that we haven't gotten a Takashi Shohei yet. If this isn't Takashi Shohei, I'll literally shit on this chair. So, collect Takashis. It's probably too late, their prices have already skyrocketed, but if for some reason you don't have Takashis, uh, in five hours from now, the Takashi collection is dropping, so... Make sure you you try your best to get those cards. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at everyone else playing with their shiny new Shohei. And you're going to be lagging behind. World Series content says it's TBD. That's obviously from when the calendar last updated. I think we're also going to get that stuff on Tuesday. I think we are going to get the the final postseason cards. Jeremy Pena is going to be a a stacked 99 overall. Uh, Bryce Harper is going to get a sick card. I'm excited to see what they do with the postseason content. Postseason content traditionally is juiced and very, very good. I don't think so far it's been as good as it has been in years past, but they can fix all of that on Tuesday or TBD Tuesday. I'm hoping it's Tuesday. Uh, Milestone program, drop in Friday. Unlock four new milestone series rewards in in another program. I don't know who that could be. There's still plenty of guys we don't have. Gary Carter comes to mind. Uh, Lou Gehrig comes to mind, though I think we're going to get a retro finest of him. Uh, Everyone still thinks we're getting the second Randy Johnson. Do they give him a Retro Finest? Do they give him a perfect game card? I don't know. Uh, So just be on the lookout. That'll be fun. And also Friday. Woohoo! New roster update. The last roster update of the year. Not a big deal. But the next big Legends and Flashback collection. And on the uh, dev stream, or the live stream rather, on Friday, they teased that this is the best card they've ever created. I think that means we're about to get the sexiest Mickey Mantle you've ever seen. That's my guess. I think that's a lot of people's guesses. Um, I've had halfway decent, okay, kind of, oh, decent, you know, whatever luck guessing uh, uh, collections this year. My guess is Mickey, so you can put in the books. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk finest. I think, like I said, I think we're still getting more. Right now, there are 40 2022 finest cards in the game. We're going to go through them by looking at the collection screen, because there's also a collection. So, first things first, let's talk about this collection. By collecting 15, 20, 25, and 30, you can get Byron Buxton. We're going to go over the attributes after I do this, but just uh, stay with me here. Collect 20, Max Scherzer. Collect 25, Edwin Diaz. Collect 30, for some reason, Paul Goldschmidt is the big collection for Finest. Makes no fucking sense to me. Um, There's also an event, and in the event, you can get... Jose Abreu, Felix Bautista, Michael Harris, and Jacob deGrom. Why he got a finest, I don't fucking know. We're going to get into that. Uh, but Jacob deGrom is back, so beware. Uh, there's also, and go to TikTok. If you don't follow me on TikTok, please do so. I actually pulled Corbin Burns, the new Chase set, Chase Set 5 card player pack thing, right there. I pulled him first try. So cards are plenty. There's also Mike Trout from the BR program. I'm including him in our analysis here. So, before we go into the individual cards, some overarching thoughts on what I've seen so far in Finest. Again, I think we're still getting more. So, you know, it's hard to be too overly critical, but for right now, I think they missed the ball or missed the boat, missed the missed the, whatever the saying is. They missed opportunities for a few few guys who deserve who really deserve finest cards. Stephen Kwan definitely deserves a finest card. Let's just I'll rattle off a couple names really quickly. We're not going to do a full review here, but we're going to rattle off a couple names. Stephen Kwan deserved one. Alec Manoa deserved one. Luisa Reyes won the batting title, deserved one. Carlos Rodon led the National League in strikeouts, deserved one. I could keep going, but like those are the guys right now who don't have finest cards that I think should should get them. Um, Secondly, they did some weird shit with some of these cards. They took away a cutter from Logan Webb. Logan Webb is now a five, a four pitch pitcher. But then they went ahead and added pitches to Spencer Strider and Dylan Cease. They they added a pitcher, a pitch to Nestor Cortez. They uh, they did weird things to Johan Duran or Duran. I'm gonna forever say his name wrong, so I apologize. Um. They did some weird, weird shit. And then, this is a preview, because we're going to get there a little later. But the strangest thing that happened. The best card in this drop, the, the Friday program drop. Mike Trout's obviously the best, finest card, but maybe even DeGrom. The best card that dropped from the finest of the franchise program is 99 Brian Reynolds. And I love... Listen, not a Brian Reynolds hater. I'm a fan. They created a card that is so good, it is not at all reflective of the season he put together. And I am all for juicing guys up. However, there are players who received finest cards who had exponentially better seasons than Brian Reynolds... Who have exponentially worse cards than Brian Reynolds. So, like, some shit just don't compute. Some shit just don't make sense. Jose Ramirez had one of the most ungodly good seasons I can remember. Just as a consistent menace. Brian Reynolds' card is better. Considerably. Like, considerably better. So, SDS, largely, this year, has done an excellent job with content. And if we look at this drop in a vacuum, this really was a good drop. We got... In total now, 2022 Finest, 40 of them. They dropped 30 Retro Flashback Finest. Not Retro Finest, sorry. Flashback Finest. Each team got another one. So there are cards in there that are usable now. Just a a, a lot of stuff happened. But I think some of the cards could have been better. So we're going to review and grade each card. In the comments down below, here's what I want you guys to do for me. I want you to tell me your favorite 2022 Finest your least favorite 2022 finest, and the the player you think was snubbed the most. Your snub can be a guy who didn't get it, a la Stephen Kwan. A snub could be Jose Ramirez. Oh, he should have been better in X attribute, okay? So those are the things that I'd like you guys to do for me. Always, of course, like, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're on the road to 200 subscribers on YouTube, and I know it doesn't seem like a big number, but to me, it means something. So I appreciate you guys and your support. And lastly, very, very lastly, stay tuned all the way to the end of this video slash podcast because I'm going to give you guys what I think God Squads should look like now. I grinded the event to get the 30 wins to get to Grom just so I could put this together for you guys today. Uh, I started collecting some things over here behind my face just to get some collections going. I wanted to make sure I had all the cards I needed to show you guys what God Squads, in my opinion, should be looking like right now. Okay? All this is opinion. My opinion stupid. Overall on Finest, I made some lists here. They gave us 12 starting pitchers, four relievers, which is not enough, two catchers, six first... This is primaries, by the way. Six first basemen, one second baseman, three third basemen, three shortstops, zero left fielders. There's not a left fielder to be found. Six center fielders, three right fielders. If you count secondary positions... Pitchers don't count here, obviously. But if you count secondary positions, there are three catchers... There are eight first basemen, 4 second basemen, 10 third basemen, 6 shortstops, 11 left fielders, 9 center fielders, 10 right fielders. So if we're grading SDS on variety and versatility, I give them a B plus. I would have liked to see more primary second basemen, and I would have liked to see another one or two good catching cards. Um... Otherwise, there really wasn't much more to do. Like I said, more relievers would have been nice too. But overall, BB+, they did a great job with with diversifying the content. Now to the cards. Adley Rutschman. When I grade cards like this, I like to reiterate this every time we have a big uh, card program grading episode. I'm always grading them based upon their peers at the position. So obviously... 95% of the cards that were dropped on Friday are juiced to the gills. Their attributes are impressive. But when it comes to viability or utility, that's how I'm grading them. And I think I'm pretty consistent when I do that. You guys can always fucking call me out if I'm a a jackass. But I, I try to stay consistent as far as utility and what I think a card is good at, not good at. Should it be you, should it not? Things that pop off about Adley Rutschman. I'm actually, while I'm sitting here, we're just going to quickly move my camera up just a smidge so you guys can see all the numbers there. There we go. Okay, so Adley Rutschman, things we like. Insane defensive catcher, switch hitter, 63 speed, ain't that bad for a catcher. He destroys righties. But his 100 contact left, 100 power left are concerning to me. They are not bad. By no means are they bad, but they are concerning. In my opinion, there are still a handful of better catchers. Maybe not a handful, two to three better catchers. So, is this a bad card? No. Will I be shocked if I see someone using it? Absolutely not. I think this card is a B minus. I think it had more potential to be given a little bit of juice against lefties. But if you talk about well rounded catcher and the total package, it's very hard to find his offense and his defense together. Then you talk about things like his swing not being phenomenal, in my opinion. (laughs) All these these things factor into the overall grading. So I'm giving him a B minus. Not a bad card. Not a great card. It's a card that I could see people using. And I would not be shocked if you did. Dylan Cease. They added a sinker. Finally, they gave Dylan Cease a 99. Or they recognized his fantastic season that he had. He is going to get Cy Young votes. Um, This card's tough. Things we like. 122 hits per nine. It's basically max. 112k per nine. 99 velo, 99 break. He's got a sinker. His pitch differentials are fantastic as far as velocity goes. (sighs) But 88 control and 79 BB per 9 are concerning. It ends up coming down to how much you value those things versus other attributes like hits per 9, Ks per 9, stamina, pitch mix. For me, I get afraid of low BB per 9 and middling control. Because pinpoint already doesn't work all the time anyway. I don't need any other factors, you know, affecting the way I'm, I'm uh, performing. So, I think Dylan Cease is a BB+. All that said, I think he's a BB+. This is a, this is a very good card. He does have a deceptive delivery, so that helps. That enhances his viability. I do expect to face this card in uh, ranked seasons. When you look at his quirks... Knee buckler, sinker baller, road warrior. uh, He's got decent quirks. They're not great. They're decent. I think this is a BB+. This is not a bad card. Go get it. It should be one that you pick out of the central pack uh, at some point. However, just buyer beware with that BB per nine. Tariq Skubal. We talked about this in chat on Saturday. We had a fantastic stream on Saturday. Shout out to all the homies who continue to come through. Um... Scooble is slider, four-seam, sinker, circle, curveball. Not a bad pitch mix. The curveball, you're not going to use a ton. Uh, The circle, you might not even use a ton. Max Velo. Max break. He's got excellent control. Excellent control. 108 hits per nine is a tick low for this point in the year, and 103K per nine is teetering on where it needs to be. I know uh, some competitive guys like Ochev. Evan loves Scooble this year. I was on the fence about it. Dirty Dan, friend of the friend of the pod, friend of the channel. Shout out Dan. He thinks Scooble might be nasty. I'm going to give him the exact grade I gave Cease. He's a BB plus to me. I, I'm not completely sold. While his attributes look phenomenal, I think his he's not super deceptive. Um, I think there are a lot of lefty killers in the game. Not a bad card. Not a great card. BB+. Plus. I'm going to try to start speeding up through some of these so we don't take seven hours to do a fucking podcast episode. Johan, Duran, Johan, Duran, Duran Johan Santana. I don't know how you say his name. They boned my dude. They took away his cutter and they gave him a slider. In reality, is it that big of a deal? It's the, basically the same speed, but the break is a different shape with the slider. I think it's easier to pick up. Cutter was harder to pick up. So... Crazy good hits per nine, crazy good K per nine, crazy, crazy good BB9 and good control, 99 Veload, 99 break. He's got outlier four seam, outlier splitter. This is a car that's going to be in a ton of bullpens. I'm still not so sure if I want to use him. Bullpen for me is just an ever-changing situation, as it probably should be for most people. Um, I think he's a, uh, is a hard B+. He's a solid B+. Had they kept his cutter, I'd immediately vault him into like AA minus a-, must be in your bullpen. That was that that really was that tops now Duran's go-to pitch. That pitch was a, a a lethal out pitch for weak contact and ground balls. Sliders, they hang, they're easier to get under, they're easier to read. It's 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 a really big loss. This card is still gonna be good. This card still has good attributes and quirks, so it's a B plus for me. It just could have been better. Spencer Strider, LOL, dude. Uh, this card sucks. Spencer Strider, they added a pitch to him, and he's still terrible. They gave him a two-seamer. It's just so unfortunate, because what a rookie year this fucking guy had. Incredible velo, great break. Hits per nine at 121. <sighs> he's a D. You just you can't use this card. There are so many other free pitchers that are better. You just can't use Spencer Strider, and it's so unfortunate, because the kid had an incredible season. Sandy Alcantara, circle, sinker, four-seam, slider, curveball. What a year this guy had. He, he should be, in my opinion, the unanimous Cy Young winner. Like, unanimous. There should be no other votes cast for first place for anybody else. Uh, 99 Velo, 99 Break. He's got fantastic control on BB per nine. 119 hits per nine is great, but right next to it, that 93K per nine is concerning. It's already hard enough to strike guys out. Foul balls are just, they're, they're, they're aplenty. They're everywhere. K per 9, 93 is not high enough. Now, his differentials are pretty good. He'll go 99 four seam, 95 sinker, 91 slider. He subtracts four to five miles an hour to every pitch. We like that. His controls are great. But I just, I feel as if I, when I face Sandy, read him very well. And you guys know how I operate sometimes. If I see a pitcher well, I assume everyone sees him well. So for that reason, I'm not going to personally use Sandy Alcantara. However, that is personal preference. I'm not grading based on that personal preference. His pitch mix is great. His attributes are great. There is really not much to dislike other than the K per9 I think this is a solid a minus card it might be an a probably more so uh, more so a minus because I don't think it's a necessary a lock for your rotation but it's someone I expect to see and it's someone that you should expect to, to give it to I don't know what I'm saying give a try to there we go Aranola. shockingly a really good card a really good card. He's got a sinker. He's got a cutter. He did not pitch well in the World Series, but he pitched really well in the regular season. Uh, Max break. Very good control. Like, impeccable control. 122 BB for 9. 110 hit 9. Better K per 9, 104. Velo's a little bit on the low side, but he gets good breaks and movements, so I don't know how much that matters. I think he is a ball hair below Sandy Alcantara. A ball hair. Like, he's like, right there. I would give Nola a B plus, A minus. He is this close to being in Alcantara territory. I just think not having the velo at this time of the year is is not phenomenal. But his control... My, I, he's a good card. I might give him a run. I expect to see him against me. I think he's a B plus, A minus. Hunter Green. Why the fuck did he get a finest? Hunter Green. This season, we're going to look it up live on air. Because that's what we do here. Hunter Green. I am not a Hunter Green hater. I hope the kid has a phenomenal career. He's super exciting and a ton of fun. This year, I know wins and losses don't matter, and the Reds were bad, but he was 5-13 with a 4-4-4 ERA, and he only pitched 125 innings. Now, I know the Reds were slim pickings. I get that. I wanted Kyle Farmer to get a finest because I thought that card would have been fucking crazy good. Hunter Green is right there with Spencer Strider. He's a D. Don't use it. Don't sniff it. Don't look at it. Sure, he can hit a little bit. He's a terrible card. Don't even look at Hunter Green. Sorry, Reds fans. You guys got hoed. Jose Altuve. Phenomenal card. This is an A. Um, There won't be many A-pluses here, guys, because I think the separation between must-use and very good cards is is pretty pretty severe. So A is going to be basically one of the highest we're going to get to. Uh, Jose Altuve is great. 85 in the field, 77 speed. He's got 87 reaction, so he'll do everything you need him to do in the middle infield. He's got great contacts, very good power. He's got a lightning quick swing. 117 vision is shockingly high for a player who always swings at the first pitch in real life. Um, It really comes down to personal preference. Do you like having the the small, tiny, teeny, weenie strike zone? And are you concerned that his height will hurt you on diving plays in the middle infield. It sounds silly to talk about, but it's real. It's true. Taller guys can dive longer. They can dive farther. I'm not using Altuve because I am in love with who I currently have at second base. But this card's good, guys. This is an A. It's is a solid A card. And if you are in need of some second base help, go get Jose Altuve. Daniel Bard. We knew he was going to get a finest because the Rockies fucking blow. Uh, sinker primary with outlier, 99 velo, 99 break. Basically max K per nine. He does have max hit per nine. Max clutch, for whatever that means. Um, he also suffers from I don't know where the ball is going syndrome. His BB per nine is a little bit low. <sighs> I think he should be considered for your bullpen. I think he's within the consi- the, the reasonable realm of like, let's give him a shot. I think this card is a BB+. I think he is a step down from Duran... And I already wasn't incredibly pleased with Duran. Probably more the Daniel Bard's a B plus. I want my relievers to come in... And I don't want them to hang pitches. I want to know where the ball's going. With some exceptions. We'll get to that later. I don't know if Daniel Bard is it for me. So, Daniel Bard, BB+. Jose Abreu. There's so many fucking first basemen. Don't use this card. Jose Abreu is a C, he's high contacts, mid to low power, slow, has no secondaries, this is a D, what did I say, C, D, whatever I said, it, it's one of those two, C or D, it's not a good card, I don't know why he was even created as part of the event, they should have just, I still think they should give us finest packs, and this card would have been perfect in a finest pack, as like a base round, um... But here we go. Jose Abreu, not good. Byron Buxton. Oh, Twins fans, I'm so sorry. This card had so much potential. Number one, why'd he get a finest? He played like 87 games or some shit. Um, he's perfect in the field. He's damn good on the bases. He's got incredible pop. His contact sucks. It's it's on 88 contactors right, no matter how you shake it is unplayable beyond all-star. If you're an all-star player or below, this card's going to be a demon for you. I'm judging it based on Hall of Fame or higher just because that's what I know, and I think that's where we can give the most honest assessment of a lot of these cards. So I'm giving Byron Buxton a C. He has his utility as a defensive replacement. He has his utility as a pinch runner. He's going to be a fuck ton of fun to use in BR. I'll tell you that right now. But I think Byron Buxton is a C. Paul Goldschmidt, the 30 finest collection. At best, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I think at best, Goldschmidt is a bench bat against left-handed pitching. He's max versus lefties. Off the rip. Stock. He's good against righties. 113, 110. 88 in the field is good. 47 speed is not. Vision 97 is a little concerning, now that we know what Vision does. Um... I don't understand why this was the collection. I think DeGrom should have been the collection. Um, Or Corbin Burns or one of those type of guys who are, like, impactful players. I don't think this Goldschmidt's that good. I think he's a B- minus to it. Ah, no, you know what? He has utility. That's not fair. I'm giving him a solid B, teetering to B+, because he does have one skill. And it's an important skill. Bench bat versus lefties is important. So I'll give him a B, plus. I was too harsh before. Um... I'm just confused as to why he was the collection, but I don't know what goes through SDS's head. Uh, Corbin Burns. This card is worth a lot. I pulled it. I got lucky. Cutter, sinker, curve, circle, slider. High hits per nine. High K per nine. Or decent K per nine. Great, great control. Max Velo, max break. I think Corbin Burns is an A-. minus if only because everybody has now seen him so goddamn much that I don't think he's deceptive anymore. Uh, Is he right there with Alcantara? I think he is. I think him and Alcantara are about the same as far as viability goes. I think they're both an A-. They're both better than Nola, but they're both not DeGrom. So I think Corbin Burns is an A-. If you have him and you want to use him, absolutely go for it. This is not me knocking Corbin. He's still an A-. You know, he's a usable card. I will not be using him a ton, I don't think. Depends how I do with my current starting rotation now. It's constructed. But I think I'm going to pass on Corbin Burns. Max Scherzer. I'm actually using Max Scherzer in my rotation currently over Corbin Burns. And we'll get to my rotation and my lineup later. Four seam slider. Circle change. Cutter slurve. 116 hit nine. 108 K9. Max break, as he should have. His control is very, very, very good. Velo is a little on the low side. But Scherzer is great for his deceptive delivery. And here's something I love. His pitch differentials are great. Four seam is 97. Cutter's 92. Slider's 87. Circle's 83. Slurve is 76. It's five difference, five difference, four difference, six difference. His differentials are great. I also think Scherzer is an A-, I'm not grading him ahead of Alcantara or Burns. I think he is also an A-, I'm a big fan of Max Scherzer cards, I think this card's very good. Edwin Diaz, they're trying so hard to make people want to use this card. They took away his two-seam and they gave him a sinker, which is only marginally better than the two-seam. Max Velo, Max Break, Max Hits per 9, Max K K per 9. Max Clutch, he knows where the ball's going because his control is very good. The BB per nine is a little low, but with parallel, it will get over 101. B plus A minus, I think he will be in bullpens. He's not going to be in mine. I don't really... I don't really enjoy using pitchers who only have three pitches in the bullpen. My starters need to have five pitches. My relievers got to have four most of the time. Um... So for that reason, that's holding him back from being a stone-cold block. But it's a good card. It's good. Jacob deGrom, A+. A+. Uh, We don't really need to spend much time on this. It's last year's card, but better. I still don't understand why he was given a finest. I don't think he pitched that much this year. I think there were other Mets who could have gotten other finest. But here he is. Jacob deGrom's back. Let's not even bother. He's an A+. Put him in your rotation when you get him. Don't think twice. Logan Webb, they massacred him. He used to have a cutter, now he doesn't. And now he only has four pitches. For that reason, he's a B. I think with that fifth pitch being a cutter, you would have put him right in that A- minus territory. Uh, But because he doesn't have it, he's a B. Great break, great control, high hits per nine, or pretty good hits per nine. Like, this card is so, so solid all the way around. Like, really, you look at his attributes, and you don't have one thing to complain about, really. K per nine's a little low, but it's not a big deal. The pitch mix, man, it makes these starting pitchers. And if he had a cutter, this is an entirely different conversation. This guy is in a ton of rotations. But they took the cutter away, so he's a B. Jose! Oh, Jose Ramirez, my boy. They fucking killed you, man. Oh, they killed him. 86 fielding, 85 speed, which is great. His numbers versus righties are phenomenal. 119 contact, 118 power. But he's fucking... Useless against lefties. 100 contact left, 105 power left. And I know, Jose Ramirez actually in real life is not that fantastic against lefties. I don't give a shit. If you're juicing cards out the gills everywhere, give us a Jose Ramirez that can hit both sides close to equally as well. If he's going to have 100 contact against left, at least give him like 112 power against left. Like, balance me out a little bit to make me even think about using him. But I look at his contact and, and power versus lefties as it stands, and I I don't know. I don't want to use it. I think it's a B-plus card because it's still Jose Ramirez. His swing is still great. He's still a switch hitter. He'll always have the platoon matchup. He can play so many positions well. He's fast. His vision's 125. I just, I don't know. I think he's a B-plus. There was so much more potential here to get a juiced card. B-plus is still good. You can still use him all you want. I just, I was hoping for better. Jay McClanahan, D, he sucks. He is Spencer Strider, Hunter Green syndrome. He is uh, Joe Random pitch mix. Attributes are great, had a phenomenal season. I'm upset that he's on the Rays for a long time because the Yankees have to keep facing him. Um but the car just it's it sucks. It's not good. Nasty motherfucking Nestor. Look at this guy's mustache. Look at him. Nasty Nestor, cutter and a sinker now. They added the sinker. I absolutely adore it. 121 hits per nine for Nestor Cortez because he had a whip under one this year. That's really hard to do as a starting pitcher, especially a soft toss and contact pitcher. Uh, 99 break, love it. 76 velo, don't love it. 86, uh, 88 control, sorry, is a little meh, but 106 BB per nine will kind of weigh it out. Look, crafty pitching doesn't really work in MLB The Show. It's just not the meta. They made this card better by giving him the sinker. I want Nestor to be good. I so want him to be good, but he's. I don't think he's going to be. I think he is a step below all those A- minus pitchers I was just telling you about. I do think because of his pitch mix, he is more viable than Logan Webb. So Logan Webb was a B. All those guys are an A-. I'm giving Nestor Cortez a B+. I think that's a very fair place to put him. Xander has a oh, beautiful swing. Beautiful swing. He's great in the field. He's got 75 speed. He's got high contacts. Power is meh, nah, but it's enough to work because his swing is so good. I think this card's an A-. I think if you want to start on a shortstop, go right the fuck ahead. Um, I think he's a really, really good shortstop. I think Xander Bogarts had a great year, and wherever he goes to play next season, he's going to be very rich. He's going to be a very wealthy man. Vlad Jr., um, listen, I didn't think he should get a finest. I did think we would get a 99 of him at some point. I just don't think he should have gotten a finest. That is not saying he had a bad season. I just think there were other Blue Jays who were potentially more deserving. Um, Vladdy's got a great swing. Vladdy kills righties. Vladdy is great in the field. His lefty numbers are a little on the downside. There's a lot of corner infielders to choose from. A lot. I don't know if Vladdy pushes the envelope that much over your incumbent starter. Depends who that is, but I don't know if he does. So I am giving Vladdy a BB+. Maybe that's that's not fair. Maybe it should be better, but I'm giving him a BB+. I don't hate this card. I love his swing. But I think there are better options for you still at both corner positions. Bobby Witt had a terrible year on defense. Fucking horrible year. Maybe was the statistically worst defender at his position. However, he is ADA fielding on this finest card. Um, Bobby Witt has a nice swing. Bobby Witt has really good hitting attributes. He can field and he can run. So you would think he's in the shortstop conversation. He might be. I think he's a B. B plus. It's a great build. I don't know if it's super exciting. I think Jimmy Rollins is better at shortstop, though. I think Xander Bogarts is better at shortstop. I think Trey Turner is better. I think Corey Seager is even better. Bobby Witt is a very good card. I think it's a B. I'm not blown away by it. I did predict he'd get one. Mm-hmm. I'm very smart. But I don't think he's Fantastic. All right, we're cruising here. We got one, two, three, four, fucking 12 more. Oh, no, 16 more. I can do math. Mike Trout, A+. Don't even think about it. Put him in your lineup. Moving on. Taylor Ward. Taylor, Taylor Ward. I think Taylor Ward has legit utility as a bench player. He hits righties better than he hits lefties. He's got good fielding, good speed. He could play catcher. That is the big thing here. Because he has catcher as a secondary, along with numerous other positions... Taylor Ward is worth at least considering for your bench. He's not on mine. I'd totally get it if he was on yours. For that reason alone... For that reason alone, he is a BB+. Take away that catcher secondary, and I think he's like a B minus. I am not incredibly excited by Taylor Ward cards. I know some people very much like him this year. I think this is a good card. The catcher secondary certainly helps BB+. Sean Murphy, uh, I can confirm, has a card. C. Don't use it. He's great on defense. Like, shout out to Sean Murphy for being a phenomenal defensive catcher. But someone on the A's had to get a card. I thought it would be A.J. Puck. It was not. Sean Murphy's a C. Julio! Jay... Uh, this card is so fucking good. Uh, 99 speed, 91 fielding, 99 arm. He's great at the plate. 94 vision's a little meh. The one thing that's that, that, that really hurts this card... It actually also hurt the Bobby Witt card. A lot of people don't realize this. Rookie cards, or cards that are rookies, players that are rookies, and it'll be the show, don't have quirks. Finest cards have live series quirks. He has no active live series quirks. So J-Rod is not going to get dead red. First pitch hitter. Uh, uh, off speed hitter. Whatever the fuck it's called. Day hitter. Night play. He doesn't have those things. He doesn't have active quirks. Because apparently, the SDS people don't have enough resources or something to fix that so j rod is a b i think his home run derby card was actually nah wasn't better might not have been better um now the fielding was worse right this is a bb plus i'll be i'll be fair this is a bb plus i don't think you should use them i think there are 15 better out outfield options as how deep the positions are uh but it's a decent card adolis garcia this card's really good um, it's, it's very similar to Julio Rodriguez, but it has quirks. Um, I think this is a solid B plus. I think the contact first left is a little concerning at 105, but it's not the end of the world when it gets to 110. He's also going to be max in the field when you get him to P five, P five is max everywhere in the field. This is a sick card. He had a really good season. He reached hundred RBIs, uh, in one of the final games against the Yankees. It's a sick card. B plus Pete Alonso. Doesn't scream incredible card. He's got max power. Very good contact, right? Decent contact left. 82 in the field, or I guess 80 in the field. Sorry, because I have him at P1. I think this is a B plus A minus card. I'm using him at first base on the God Squad right now. We're going to get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know there's been a long episode. We're going to get there. Um, I like Pete Alonso's swing. I think it's immaculate. I love this home run derby cards. I, I love everything about Pete Alonso. So... I think there's a B plus A minus. You guys might disagree. I've I've seen some YouTube videos in which some people do disagree. They think he's like the fourth best or third best card out of the NL East pack. Um, I like him. I think he belongs in consideration for the God Squad. Joey Meniscus played 57 games or some shit in the major leagues and has an insane finest card. An absolutely loaded finest card that has utility. This is in consideration for a bench bat against lefties. Not only because at P4, he's max power versus left with already max contact, but he plays every corner position. He's versatile with decent fielding. He's going to be, if you get him, no, he's already gold everywhere. It doesn't matter where you play him. And in his primary at P4, he'll be a diamond. 69 speed, very nice at P5. Listen, this is a good card. I think for his utility, he's a B plus. It's shocking that Joey Meniscus tear is a B plus, but he is. B+. Nico Horner. This card is actually... It looks really fucking good. This card is basically Hannes Wagner, but not as fun. He plays fewer positions. He's got great contact. Really? This card is fucking stupid. It's, it's, it's actually somehow really, really good. I think it's a BB+. Plus. I think there are better shortstops and better third baseman. I think his home is at second if you use him there. I don't know if I would, but I I mean, I, I get it, I guess, if you want to. Um... You know what? That's not fair. I think I'm going to give him... A, no, BB+. Plus. BB+, plus is where he sits. I have made my decision. Hunter Renfro. He is the finest. Uh, he can play first base as a secondary. He's great in field. Has a stellar arm. It's max power. Has a great swing. I just think there's too many other outfielders that are faster and just overall balanced better at the plate. Have higher contact. I give him a B- minus to a B. I would draft him in BR if he comes up. I don't think I'd put him on the God Squad. squad. Now, feast your eyes on the best card maybe in the game. Not really. It's a top five card in the game. Brian Reynolds, I have him P2 already. I I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm blown away. The season he had, Brian Reynolds, let's look him up right now really quickly because I already know this has been a long episode. Brian Reynolds, this season, he hit 262, 345. 461 slug with 27 homers 62 RBI and 7 steals last year he hit over 300 had a 390 on base had 90 RBI 8 triples he was considerably better yet here we are with a card that is his best card to date ever ever this belongs in every God Squad this card's an A plus it's unbelievable it's right up there with DeGrom and Trout which is shocking but it is A-plus. A-plus for Brian Reynolds. Plays the switch hitter. Unreal. Nolan Arenado is like a solid B-plus, A-minus. Great in the field. Good power. I I cannot figure out this man's swing for the life of me. I'd rather play someone at third base I'm more comfortable with, like a George Brett, a Josh Donaldson, uh, Miguel Cabrera maybe even. So, not great. Dalton Varshow, LOL. Can't believe he has a card. It's a D. It sucks. It's not good. Don't use it. The only thing saving it from an F is that he can play catcher as a secondary. And his arm is terrible. He's just not good. He's just not built well. Last row, Freddie Freeman. I think he's a B+. Uh, his power is not what we're accustomed to seeing from a Freddie Freeman card. But hey, he's got max contact with a semi-decent swing. Um, 99 throwing accuracy. Thank God the first baseman has that. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's not my favorite. There's better first baseman around. I think Alonzo is better. So I'm going to give Freddie Freeman a B plus. Manny Machado, same thing. B plus, A minus. He's right there with Nolan Arenado. Another swing that I just can't seem to figure out. Um, he's almost built exactly the same as Arenado, by the way. Felix Bautista, you get him from the event. I think he's a B, B plus. I'm not so sure how I feel about him yet. I've been using him in the event. And I know All-Star is a difficult place to figure things out. Um... I love on the surface the high hit per nine, the high K per nine, the high clutch, velo, break, outlier. He's got all the things you like to see. I, I just don't know how I feel yet. I think he's a B B+, plus, BB+. Plus. I think I'll see him in ranked. I just don't think I'll see him a lot. And lastly, Michael Harris. This card is sick. This card is sick. This card is a bench bat, pinch runner, and defensive replacement for you on your God Squad. I think he's an easy B+. Plus. Teetering on a minus, the only thing that's holding him back from a surefire a minus is that power left being an 88 is really bad, and the 101 contact left is not great. You can't, you almost can't start him for that. And if you get in a pinch where you have to bring him off the bench, and then your 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 opponent brings in a lefty, but you don't have bench bats left, you're stuck with a guy who's not going to be very good. But he's incredible in the field. He's an incredible base runner. He's got a really nice swing, and he's a fun, exciting young player. So Michael Harris is B plus A minus. Get him in the event. Mess with them in the event, mess with them in BR, put them on your bench. Let's close with what I think lineups look like now. Again, this is subject to change based on Tuesday's content drop and Friday's content drop. But right now, in my opinion, this is the God Squad. This is my God Squad. I have every card in the game other than like the 10 shitty finest we just talked about. I have every card. This is what it is. Andrew McCutcheon in left, Mike Strout in center, Brian Reynolds in right field. Theoretically, you could swap these three in really any combination you want. Um, McCutcheon and Trout will hold their diamond defense at any of the three positions, whereas Reynolds is a gold in his secondaries. I don't know how much that actually matters, um, but that's just information for you guys. George Brett, for me, is still my third baseman. I think Miggy is very good. I think Donaldson's very good, but I just I love George Brett, and I love balancing my lineup with lefties. I need a lefty. George Brett fits. Jimmy Rollins, my shortstop for the time being. I don't see anyone really taking him out right now, but that's what it is. Corey Seager playing second base. He's been incredible. He's a stud. He's got an amazing swing, and lefties are not a problem for him. I got Pete Alonzo at first base. There's a lot of guys you can play here. You can play Jimmy. You can play Babe. You can play Lou Gehrig. You could uh, keep going. George Brett, you could put there. Miggy, you could put there. You got a lot of guys you could put there. For now, I'm fucking with Pete, okay? Leave me alone. I like Pete. Jorge Posada is still my catcher. He's a switch hitter, and and I feel like when I barrel it up, that shit goes every time. Joe Maurer, certainly an option. Talking about balancing your lineup with lefties. Jimmy Fox is an option. Uh, Gary Carter, if we get him soon, he'll be an option. But I think it's Posada for me right now. I like having switch hitters where I can. My bench, Jimmy Fox. I've said it before. He's a handyman. He can do anything. He can play everywhere. Not really, but like, he provides you the versatility you like. Vladdy Guerrero Sr. Incredible against lefties. Just an insane card. I'd be comfortable, more than comfortable, pinch-hitting him against a righty. Great card. Trey Turner, speedy boy, great swing, plays a lot of positions. Babe Ruth and Ken Griffey Jr. are my max-versus-righties pinch-hitters off the bench. Babe Ruth, of course, also max-versus-lefties. The rotation for me. It's DeGrom, Halliday, Gibson, Corey Kluber, Max Scherzer. Randy Johnson, heave ho. Nolan Ryan, heave ho. Mike Messina, I still love him, but I think it's time to move on. And Zach Rankey, same thing. This is my rotation. DeGrom, Halliday, Gibson, Kluber, Scharzer. As you'll notice, no lefties. I'd like, to, I'd like to maybe get one in there if we get a good Randy Johnson, uh, but for now, we don't. Bullpen. Mantiply. Still got him. Still rocking with him. Josh Hader. Our oldest Chapman. George Kirby. Raleigh Fingers. Devin Williams, 99 flashback. Uh, finest they gave us during the program drop. His BB per and controller, not good, but they gave him a sinker and his shit moves everywhere. So I think you can make it work. Rich Gossage, Mo Rivera. The bullpen is where we're going to see the most change. You guys use whoever you're comfortable with. Pitching is a very feel type of thing. And these are the guys I have a feel for. That is it. This was a 45-minute episode of me just screaming into the microphone like an absolute fucking lunatic. I appreciate you guys for listening so patiently for so long. Remember to like, remember to subscribe, remember to comment down below on my questions of the day. I'll catch you guys when I'm streaming this week on Twitch, but otherwise, have a great week. See you next time.